A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Good, good. How are you? Good. Introduce us, sir. Right. Okay. That's my job. Okay. Anthony, yeah, do you want to try? Good, you want to give it a go? No, no. Let me uh, let me watch how a pro does it. All right. Next time. Welcome to the DNA Airwaves. We have a wonderful show for you today. Uh, here's Dariki. Hello, hello. There's Anthony. Hey, and guys. we have Amal. Is it Nux or Nukes? How is it pronounced? Uh, it's it's actually the X is silent, so it's Nuh, but it, you could just say Amal. Totally Amal. fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you for so, having so, me. So much for joining us. So yeah, there's so many things that we want to talk with you about today, but I know one of the newer things or one of the most recent things is your new EP. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe we could start with that and just have you tell us a little bit about that. Um, releasing it, you released it, I think, in July, so it's been just a few months now. Um, what was the inspiration behind that? Oh, yeah. So I actually I released. It was my first single um, that I released around then, and then the second single was a couple months after, and finally the project is out in the world. And honestly, it's just been. A, a relief because I've been sitting on this music for a while. Um, you know, I was, of course, the pandemic happened and our, our lives, you know, so much was impacted in this last year. Or so yeah. music was obviously, you know, it was a priority, but it, it really did take a backseat because some very real mm-hmm. things were happening. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm just excited that it's finally out. I just, I really feel like it's... Um, I'm sharing a side of myself that I really never got to share with my supporters, um, and and even with myself, I I almost felt like I was living a double life almost, um, being a Somali girl and a Canadian woman. My music was tended to sort of go into one direction. Um, so to appease right. people, and yeah. I would you know. Very people pleasing, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, this is like the first time that I'm like, this is who I am. This is my story. These are my experiences, and it's only the beginning for me. That's amazing. Why did you Beautiful. choose the name Black Dove? Oh, Black Dove. Um, the last project is so. The way that I visualized myself um, was sort of a bird that was in a cage for so long and um, conforming and, uh, you know, sort of a lot of the ideologies and thoughts and the way that I was programmed, it was 
definitely I sort of operated from a place of um, fear and wanting to just make everyone happy and of course not sort of ruffle any feathers because doing music is extremely taboo where I'm from and then I'm a woman on top of that so it, it adds a completely new layer and when I first started making music the backlash that I received was um pretty overwhelming and it it, it kind of pushed me into a corner of okay I'm noticing that when I make this kind of music yeah. I don't get that much backlash yeah. so um yeah that's I feel like Black Dove was this um a me coming into myself and freeing myself of um all the societal sort of expectations that um was was expected of me right. and I'm no longer subscribing to those things and mm-hmm. it's like this is my time so it was a beautiful bird I felt like nice, I nice. so you've you've mentioned that it's uh, taboo to make music in Somalia could you touch more on that just in general or or for women as a whole or or what does that mean yeah, so not um when I say taboo to make music, it's more of a religious thing oh, in uh yeah, so um it's it's debatable as well and I, I without going too deep into it, essentially yeah. what is said is you can't really make music especially if it's accompanied by instruments. Oh. Um and I mean that's a that's a whole you know deep dive in For itself. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um and and so it's 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 definitely not a, a, a sort of a career path that is um, mm. encouraged at all. And you know when you come when you're coming from um, Canada or North America, yeah. also <clears throat> they just sort of it was sort of this view that the Westernized um, I guess music is is even more so not acceptable. Mm. So maybe if I was singing it in Somali, it'd be a little bit easier. But even Somali artists ex- experience um, some of this uh, wow. backlash. They yeah. they actually wow. do. Um, so it's is is very difficult, and um, that's why there was no growing up. There there were no artists out there that I could relate to. Not just. Um, Somali, but any Muslim mm-hmm. artists actually. Right. But over the years, you're seeing that change because, like I said, um, it's debatable these things. And I truly believe that um, the it's just the content in which you sing in. You know, if you're singing yeah. about really horrific things and, and 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 encouraging people to, you know, take someone's, you know, just yeah. really. Terrible yeah. things, and yeah, I could see that's obviously not great. But we're we're singing about love and and empowerment and and acceptance, right, yeah. and it's it's beautiful. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with it in my core, and I'm starting to see so many um, women actually go into this path as well. You know, our stories are are unique. Sure. Absolutely, and it's yeah. it's valid. You know, is yeah. that why you continue to push? through and work on music despite some of the backlash was because you just felt that it needed to be told? That's a really good question. You're absolutely right. Um, For me, music is, A, it's allowed me to be brave. I feel like if I never did music, I, I have an idea of what kind of life I'd be living. Yeah. And it would definitely be one of pure conformity and 
and that's and that's what it is. But music has allowed me to challenge the norms and to really sort of deprogram and ask myself the questions that you know I maybe was afraid to. Yeah. And um and yeah, so it's it's almost like my therapy and mm. in that process mm. I'm like liberating myself and while I'm liberating myself I'm seeing so many other women um in in you know telling me that they're they're very happy and they're so proud of you know my journey and where I've I've uh, come and and what it's doing for oh, them. That's so that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm so oh, glad that, that you've been able to find the so courage much. in yourself to oh. kind of fight through and press through despite the backlash and people's opinions. That's that's great. Um, yeah. Thank you. You mentioned, yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate what you're that. doing. And I'm sure a lot of people and women who look up to you and will be coming across your music will just as much and more. But um, coming from Somalia, because yeah. you, were, you were born there, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's a bit yeah. of a story yeah. about how you and your family left. Can you um, can you share that with us? Yeah. So I literally right when I was born is essentially when the war was cut, the civil war and the civil unrest was starting in my country. So okay. um, the symptoms of it were happening before. But around that time is when mm. things really kind of hit the fan. And so my um, I was you know, we were, we're so, 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 so lucky that my dad was already currently at the time in Alabama. He's a oh, pilot, actually. Oh, so nice. he was um, he, he studied in Russia. And so he was actually in Alabama learning yeah. about yeah. Um, defense because he was doing uh, part yeah. of the military as well. So defense, you know, air protection, mm -hmm. yeah. all that sort of thing. So he was he was doing a program there. And through that was able to secure for some yeah, family yeah. members um, like a, a visa to come and visit yeah. and obviously to visit and hopefully escape. Yeah. Um, but actually because, because he was a part of the military, he couldn't yeah. get all of us to come. He had to leave one, uh, you know, person behind because right. they would have, they would have known he was trying to escape. Uh, so you have yeah. to make it look like, Thanks, hey, man. we're coming back. So mm -hmm. he had this whole plan and um, thank God it, it all worked out. And so I, I arrived mm -hmm. in Alabama at like six, seven months old I was. Mm -hmm. And we were in Alabama for like uh. a year. Uh, Alabama Montgomery. Yeah. Bizarre. And we didn't, apparently it was, a, you guys can only imagine they didn't like yeah. it there at all. <laughs> <laughs> then what yeah. brought you guys to Toronto? <laughs> Free healthcare, <laughs> straight up, yeah. like dead, dead serious. Because oh. at this point, we were four, four or five kids, I believe, and um, you know, medical bills. And he, he couldn't believe it. He was yeah. like, "How am I going to be able to survive here?" And then the other thing was um, my the mm. the sort of racism that they were experiencing there was. Kind of, it was just really shocking, something mm. they'd never experienced before. Right. And um, even though we were colonized by the Italian, it it was it just was different. You know, mm -hmm. they they really um, they had a hard time. So it was kind of an easy decision. They packed their bags overnight in like our station wagon and drove all the way to Toronto. Yeah. Well, and how long have you guys been in Toronto now? Wow. Um, my whole life ever since then, almost wow. uh, 29 years at this point. Yeah, it's been my whole life. I've lived in Toronto, but I lived in 
uh, I would say halfway in high school, I lived in Calgary too for like four years, oh, okay. which is another, is that was another amazing experience. I will say, um, as a young adolescent teen, it changed my life for sure. Do you want to go back to <laughs> Somalia one day and maybe perform or just go visit? I've been back to Somalia. Uh, the first time was 18. So 17 going on 18, I believe. And, mm. um, I was actually sent back there for, mm. it's called Naqan Ellis. What's that? I could talk about it now mm-hmm. and laugh about it. But Naqan Ellis is literally the term means uh, culture returned. So you are being returned to your motherland to learn mm. your culture, the religion, soak it all up. Right. and to mm-hmm. and And it's mostly for kids that are... Um, it's like our parents, a lot of Somali parents are known for doing this when their children are kind of acting out. So yeah. I was really, um, I mean, I was just a, kind of a pothead a little bit. Right, I was smoking right. a lot of weed, you yeah, know, yeah. just a teenager learning about life. And um, mm-hmm. I think I was definitely on the heavy side and they kept, you know, of course, they were really worried about me and it didn't seem like it was slowing down. And I got caught like, mid roll like all sorts of things and they were like whoa we yeah. our daughter is like yeah, yeah. to them it not, was not she's <laughs> absolutely mad and lost it and yeah, we need to yeah, yeah. so they like you know lost, ran yeah. away with me to somalia <laughs> to you know bring me back to being a good girl and um and wow. i i went there for almost six seven months yeah. and it's funny because a lot of kids actually the way their parents do it is they'll be like, hey, we're going to go take a trip to Somalia for a week um, and we'll be back. Trip, and yeah. then you go and mm-hmm. boom, your passport is gone. Oh, and no. you're just like, yeah. So, but did you oh, have a good it. experience when you went back? And what yes. did you kind of gain from that experience as far as like culture? That's a great question. Um, you know, I would say the first month it was... Essentially, like the person I went in there as and the person that came out were two different people. It actually changed the entire trajectory of my life completely. Interesting. It was huge. You know, when we all look back, we have moments in our life that kind of result in creating that big shift in in like what our passion is. I would say that trip did that for me because I went in there extremely kind of spoiled and, um, uh, you know, not fully understanding Mm. the impact and the devastation of what my people have been through, what the civil war did to us. Um, and I was, I was, I was taking so much for granted. I had, you know, I'm, I'm in Canada. I have free healthcare, I have yeah, education yeah. and, um, Marijuana. and then I learned about my people and how Marijuana. resilient they are and, um, how rich our language is. And, you know, we're called the land of poets where our language is very poetic. We, we, um, everyone does poetry. We have poet battles, like tribal leaders go against each other. It's extremely rich uh. in that oral, um, history and language. And, I, I, I just fell in love with the women. They're the yeah. backbone of the country. If it wasn't for them, it would have collapsed a long time ago. Right. And so I just, and the biggest thing was the only difference between them and I is my dad just got a route to escape. Right. That's it. Right, right. And so it just like, it made me realize, wow, there's so much more to life. And um, 
and that's it. It was like, that was my mission. I want to come back and do more for my people and, you know, and raise awareness on that. Cause it's just, we're just born and it, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, absolutely. it's just so unfair that that's their, that's their circumstance. And how can I just live this life and not do anything about trying yeah, to make yeah. their situation a bit better? Have um, have you heard? Well, I'm sure you have. What kind of reactions have has your music That's received good. from Somali people? Honestly, um, obviously, there's there's that. I will say, like the you know the backlash and the comments of you're gonna go to hell and you're right. leading our women astray and you're like Satan. But all, Same, yeah. there is so much love and so much positivity and like my sister was in Djibouti which is right above Somalia okay and it was a part of it's a, it was a part of Somalia but um due to colonization uh, the French colonized them and yeah. they sort of gained their independence and formed their own country then but they're Somalis and anyway so she she was there and um couldn't believe it the way the, they were like raving about me. I mean, the minute she said she was my sister, there there was rides being set up for her. Nice. Like everybody was, <laughs> di- restaurants were opening the door for. She was Real like, treatment. I got presidential <laughs> yeah, treatment. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And wow. I, I had I had no wow. idea this was like the impact. Um, and then, yeah, and in Somalia, it's definitely a lot of a lot of respect. Um, and, and I think it's because I I really raised awareness on um, issues that do happen back home. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of where I come from. Yeah. I've, I haven't changed my name. You know, my artist name is mm. my birth name. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I, I rep where I'm from and I, I wave it high and loud. And, and the biggest thing is like, just any, any, um, anytime I get further, I, I really do try to shine a light on, whatever's happening there. So I think people have also just appreciated that, you know, yeah. over the years. So yeah, the backlash is slowly, it's actually like gotten more manageable. That's beautiful. Or maybe is I don't care anymore. Used to? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe you're just kind of yeah. into it at this point. <laughs> that's so true. Because some of the things you said, like you're Satan or you're going to hell, you said it with a smile, but... There's a lot of oh, people yeah. who, if they heard that right now, would just be in tears because that's not that's not light. Yeah, that's that's All pretty right. heavy stuff. Oh, you're I can so relate right. in some ways. I've heard it in um you know mm-hmm. in some aspects as well. But yeah, yeah that's it's uh, tough. So I admire your um, your strength you. for fighting through that as well. Um, as far you. as the support goes, though, how does what kind of I guess support or how has your family been as far as your music career? goes are they supportive now yeah i'm very lucky actually i have um so i come from a very large family we're eight girls total Whoa. um and wow. two boys yeah it's Ooh, wow. phenomenal it's five i'm five basketball yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were like i mean we would growing up it was full of entertainment, always something to do, always had a teammate, always had a buddy. And, Mm. and and actually my mom had, so majority of us, I'm going to have to do the math on this one day, but in a span of like 12 years, besides the youngest, she kind of popped up. Um, (laughs) But it was 12 within, in that 12 years, because we're all like a year or two years apart, Mm -hmm. you know, very close in age. So um, best friends and uh, my 
yeah, my dad just really made sure because we were such a big family to sort of structure in family meetings and family mm. dinners. So every second Sunday of the month, we would all sit down for three to four hours, honestly, started off with a prayer, talk about each person individually, what they're going through in life. Wow. How can we help them? Um, you know, we've noticed you've been slacking off. It's funny because the older we got, like the meetings would get longer because yeah, everybody yeah. was had some sort of issue and yeah, yeah. but it was this sense of like we need to rally and and support you so my family's super supportive they love my music um I, you know my my dad probably was the most supportive That's which is beautiful. odd again for yeah. a muslim father mm-hmm. um and my mom you know she had a tough time at the beginning but out of love she just was getting a lot of feedback and there were some family member i mean there's some aunts i don't speak to yeah because they've said some really terrible things and she didn't like hearing that so she wanted to protect me and um but in the end she was like you're good you know just continue doing what you're doing and and just know you're making us proud that's really really beautiful yeah thank you yeah i think um for for Western cultures, it's already hard enough to tell your parents that you're pursuing music. Um, so that's yeah. uh, that's uh, I don't even know if, yeah. if if that's so relatable because I think a lot of people thought it was a struggle for them. But you've sort sort of shown a it's shown a word you've shown a light on <laughs> how much more complicated uh, pursuing music can be. Um, <laughs> with pursuing music, how what's your creative process mm-hmm. like? Yeah. Do you, mm. uh, how do you write? How do you record? Do you like to do things on your own? Tell us a bit about that process. Oh, it's a, it's a good um, question. Actually, my, you know, for so long, I, I thought this was like odd, mm. but I've come to realize that it, it's, it's the, the, literally the best thing for me and the only way that I could create. So I would say the bulk of my songs are, um, they start off with very minimalistic instruments. I don't like, I, I can't hear it overly produced yes. if there's so much production going on. Mm-hmm. Actually, my head hurts. I can't <laughs> find where I can, it's, I mean it. Yeah. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm not really, <laughs> that's not my strength. I get it. My strength is a simple guitar, a simple mm. piano yeah. chord um, with drums. And then so very minimalistic and, it, you know, that the chords have to touch me. Mm. And once I feel like my heart is is just being pulled in, i got to get on the mic immediately, like right away, jump on the mic, um, close my eyes and just start singing and let it all out. And sometimes I'll go for couple minutes sometimes 15 minutes and yeah. i just i let all the melodic ideas out mm, okay. words will start to come out whatever i'm feeling because uh, it's almost um you know it's your subconscious it's like yeah. you're 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 not um you're not as focused on trying to make it sound perfect mm. and um, yeah, I'm, I'm almost like that's, I would say like that's always resulted in, in some of my best, most honest songs. Um, and then, yeah, when we do that, I'll, I'll, we'll sit back, we'll listen. And I pro- like, like I, it really has 
built most of them like the chords the course will be there mm. the verse will be there yeah sometimes i'll have to go back again because new ideas are coming mm. but if i feel for a second or you know oh my god i'm starting to think too much about this mm-hmm. um that's that's when i kind of have to take a minute um because uh you know my ego gets in the way Absolutely. and then i want him to be perfect and yeah. i want to make this sound right and mm. so it just starts to not be the best thing but um i love that process it really it really is um my favorite way to create and i yeah it just in the you know usually in this studio um i love i love writing a lot at home because i feel when you're in the studio especially in LA honestly yeah. and you're going in with these people that are super talented you want to come you want to come correct you want to be you know so i feel like my me being in the comfort of my home i get all these melodic uh, melodic ideas and uh, topics and lyrics and just sort of drafts that are in my head so whatever session i could go in i'm like oh this this could work or that could work and sometimes it's just straight off in that moment but doing it at home is like it strengthens that muscle. I'm able to perform better. So, at, but yeah, that's that's really yeah. it. And and do you record the stuff at home, or do you sing and then when you get a good idea, then you record it? Yeah. So I I definitely I used to not rely like I wasn't um, self sufficient in that way. I'll say because I was just so used, almost spoiled. I was so used to just having someone record me but in the last year with uh covid i was like Mm. taking control of that a little bit more so i was doing that um learning i have ableton um so just sort of putting the power back in my hand Mm. um but prior to that it was like voice memos and garage Mm. band and but i'm I'm getting i'm getting better with it um when i was in la this last time my friend his name is black soul actually he's super talented um, he'd come and we would just create and record together. And I was very, you know, I, I wanted to take the lead and I would record him. I would record myself and cause he's a, an amazing engineer, mm-hmm. use it as school. And so he taught me a lot actually yeah, that I've yeah, been able yeah. to, you know, yeah. translate mm-hmm. from to myself for myself. Mm-hmm. That's always great to have somebody that can really help. Um, facilitate the parts of the like creative process that you don't know what you're doing you know and I'm lucky enough to have that gentleman with the hooded sweater over there as well that technically he can help you do anything even though you don't know how to articulate it you can say to him hey I want to do xyz and you know he can he can make it happen you're like yeah that's what I want that's that's really cool yeah um you mentioned something earlier about writing honest music or honest songs and I think I know what you mean when you write honestly but can you explain what that what that means because i'm always i always feel like sometimes yeah. when i write a song if it if i'm i don't even know how to describe it but if it's like mm. i'm not really feeling it i almost feel like i've just kind of finished it for the sake of finishing it and i don't really yeah. like it but can you explain what you mean when you say writing an honest song yeah um you know to me writing an honest song it's Especially because for a while I was making music that was like censoring myself, not fully telling the truth about what I was going through and again, appeasing. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like I was robbing myself, robbing my 
amazing supporters who have been so loyal mm. and have, you know, been there for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt like, yeah, I just felt really dishonest. And I think for me, it's being being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mostly like to write about my experiences. I really do. Of course, I'll and we all go through similar experiences. Yeah. So I'll take inspiration, but it's got to come from something I can connect to. It's easier for me that Absolutely. way. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I find um, most of it is is the 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 most raw embarrassing maybe mm. in the moment shameful yeah. you know something i felt ashamed of and right. in truth mm. it's it was there's nothing to be ashamed of i was just being a loving woman and hoping that i would get this love back in this particular situation right, right. um i think that's what it is is just uh mm. showing up for myself and mm -hmm. honoring honoring those emotions and with dignity and just um expressing it yeah absolutely you know? yeah no yeah that's great um sorry delays yeah, who wants is. to that's, go um <laughs> all right well oh, go ahead matt. uh just wondering yeah, you go ahead, matt. How, how is it working yeah. with warner and is bugs bunny nice hi <laughs> <laughs> bugs bunny oh my god warner is honestly i've 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 really been pleased. Warner Music Canada is my mm. experience mm. right now. Right. Being out here. Mm. Um nice, nice, yeah. I've 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 been so Congrats pleased because look, the reality is as a black woman doing black music, um, I think we all kind of know the Canadian music industry mm. has been a bit slow in catching up to what's happening. Big facts, and, yeah. I mean it's it's unreal, but some of the biggest acts are coming out of our backyard, and we're all losing them Absolutely. to, you know, yeah. American um, labels. And it's it, but it's always been because the infrastructure is just not there, yes. right? We just don't feel understood. We don't feel like uh, the support is there um, the way that it should be. Um, this is this is the music that's dominating right now, and. If, if if you can see that and, and it's actually paying and keeping all of the lights on, it, not just for the American labels, but because they're all under one family, it pays all of the bills yeah. for everyone. It's literally, you know, giving jobs to people. And it's like, um, it's unfortunate when you see that and you're like, wow, what, the budgets just don't match. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. investments just don't match. And you're like, it, it kind of gets to you. And mm -hmm. to be honest, Warner has been, um, I'm sure they've had their ups and downs like any other company, corporate company, yep. but they, they really do um, seem to be trying mm -hmm. to work towards um, having a better relationship, a better understanding, especially ever since the BLM movement. Um, there's been a lot more uh, transparency and mm. um, sort of uh, j just the dialogue is better and there's a willingness to learn. Yeah. And I, I, I feel supported. And that's something that I haven't felt in a very long time. So for an artist to feel supported, it's unreal. So, so I'm, I'm super happy. So for those of us that don't quite know, or maybe a, lo a lot of us, including myself, I would say, have the, the classic idea of what a record label does, which is uh, front the money for the entire recording, 
Um, and then that usually involves weeks in the studio and then they organize the tours and then, you know, they uh, kind of run your life, which isn't really how things go anymore. So what's, how is it different? What's that experience like? What do they help you with? Oh, that's, you, you know what? That's, um, you're right. It, that's not how things mm-hmm. go anymore, yeah. but it, it can also be that way. Right. Yeah. Sure. This is what, what's happening is, um, and it's really beautiful. There's so many different deal structures that are, um, that exist now. Mm-hmm. It's not just the, yeah. you know, basic, um, you know, five, six albums. Mm-hmm. I'm with you for, no, it's, um, you know, in my, my, um, situation in particular and i don't think this is no secret actually no this is a we we have it's a partnership in licensing and they mm. um and they support my music yeah. they, they they support my music and um and market it and okay, and, nice. and yeah. helped me record it and helped me really get it um across the the finish line so but also they kind of went above and beyond as well so that's why i say i i, I really do feel supported um but yeah, it's for an artist that's looking to get into like the, you know, the industry, it's just know that it's no longer this one formula. Yeah. There are multiple, you know, avenues that you can find this and negotiate because you know, everyone's unique. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, my biggest thing would have to be for sure, at least the first year. Um, and at least your first body of work, put it out yourself, mm-hmm. try to get work if you have to. I, I that's what I did with my first project um the I mean it was three four songs I ended up taking the fourth one down but it was like it was called painful secrets the project mm-hmm. um that was like words revealed Mufasa with you I worked the year before that for honestly an entire year over time I had two jobs mm. and was stacking up and stacking up and in the, and also simultaneously going to vocal lessons because I didn't actually start singing until out after high school. Like I kind of had a voice, but I didn't think it was, you know, I didn't have music in my household to practice it enough. So right. I was like, I'm going to learn how to sing, sing. And um, and yeah, yeah, I was doing that. And I, I put all my money into yeah, yeah. recording. <laughs> um, I, I put money into the master mastering and mixing mastering I got kind of ripped off but it's okay you learn um and then photo shoot and um I learned everything on my own I did it all by myself all by myself and it like completely took off and it was you know I invested in myself and all that money I promise it comes back Mm. I promise you Mm. it will it will come back to you so I would recommend that, that so you can at least see where you're at, what you what things could look like for you. And then um, and then, yeah, just try to continue doing it on your own until you can have those conversations and feel like you have some kind of a leverage. Sometimes it's not always going to be there. And, right. you know, they are going to have yep. to invest a lot. So they are taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like try to learn as much as you can on your own first. That's great advice. That's, that's yeah, that is really great yeah. advice. That is amazing. I know there's a lot of people, a, a lot of artists who are doing some of those things and not all, and you could kind of see the difference. Mm-hmm. Some people are going for the image and missing the substance and all different levels of it that way. So I commend you yeah. on that. Do you um, just taking your music because you spoke about your process a bit in the studio, um, kind of taking it from writing to letting the music just kind of come out of you. 
from the recording, how does it translate to the live show and what role do you play in that? Oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, if I could be honest, that's probably been a new experience for me. Um, mm. I've been doing it, but it, I'm, I'm finding that's another beast all on its own. Yeah. Just yeah. as much as I had to learn how to, how to sing in a studio and like the beat and give feedback there and mm -hmm. this it's it's that same thing all over again i i was kind of actually blown away by that um i've, I've in the last couple of years i've kind of noticed i'm like oh wow this is this is really different that's why i do so i did have my first show since um 2020 um like I, it was february 18th or something of um 2020 and then of course uh, our yeah. lives all changed yep. in yeah. that march yeah. but that was my last show ever and wow. i i had my um first show just this past saturday in new york at soho house and nice. um mm. i thank you thank you i appreciate it i i was so proud of myself and um it was acoustic it was just acoustic i felt like because obviously it's, there's restrictions and you know traveling with the band is so difficult. Um, I, I, my involvement in that was I, I wanted to perform and and have a sort of intimate set that was just an acoustic right. and my voice nice, yeah. and that's it. And so it was this the project and um, two songs from the last one and it was people really loved it. They enjoyed it and. Um, but yeah, during rehearsals, when I have like the band, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. It really, it's a, it's, it was like intimidating mm -hmm. at first. Um, but it is a new experience. Uh, honestly, it really is. You're building out a show. You're like, what, what are you guys playing during this part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm learning to take initiative and, um, I do have a musical director who's mm -hmm. super talented, so that helps. Right. And I learned like the the right words to use, and um, yeah. you know, yeah. my biggest thing is I don't want to offend people, so I don't want to be like, hey, can you not play during this time? Because every musician just wants to play. Yeah. But um, you you my voice is soft, so I, I I have to have room. It can't just be all this stuff happening. You guys kind of have to give me moments. So. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a learning experience. That's the truth. I'm still, I'm learning. That's awesome. Yeah. You should never yeah. stop learning. Still learning. That's amazing. This is true. I happen to yeah. know, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's everyday pursuit. I happen to know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Can you um, give them a shout out? They're unbelievable. Un, un, unbelievable. Do you, do you remember, is it the last ones you're talking about or? Uh, TJ. Yeah, TJ. Is it TJ? Sean TJ, yeah. Samuels. <laughs> Kemi, yeah, yeah, great. There you go. Great yeah. hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kemi too. Yeah, that was. Uh, I worked with him um, last year's or two years okay, ago so as well, actually. For a little while. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, those guys are great. What is what's kind of the next project or the, what what like what are you working on now that we can look out for? Oh, right now. Um, so right now, currently, it's, you know, to really do this promo tour for the project. And um, so me and TJ are going to be going to L.A. next. Um, we actually leave Wednesday nice. and we're I have my show nice. on Thursday mm. um, at, the, at Soho House. And then we fly out again and we go to London and I 
perform at that Soho house over there. And it's like, um, you know, the purpose of this is to have, yes, to have people that are part of press and, you know, booking agents and yeah. you know, all that stuff to, to hopefully get opportunities. And, yeah. um, but we're also on the, on the half of the list is going to be just these amazing souls who've just supported me throughout nice. these years. And so they've been emailing and, um, yeah, I'm going to be able to hopefully chat and, and meet some of them. And after that, I, I would really say just, you know, of course the project, you always want to push it as much as possible. Yeah. And, to live in that moment, but I'm so, I'm just really excited about diving in deeper into um, the next one and hopefully having that out nice. by next year. And um, really th the biggest thing in my career that's hurt me um, is consistency. Mm. I've always just released and kind of, you know, would disappear. People wouldn't understand why. There right. was always reasons and, um, besides life, actual yeah. label things that you mm -hmm. get stuck in. For sure. Um, and that would always hurt me. It would be like, like this, yeah. and then when I got to start again. Mm. And then, so this is, I feel, the first time where I'm able to continue and yeah. be steady and maintain that. Yeah. yeah. Important. That's great. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Well, speaking of that momentum, uh, let's tell everybody about your social media so they can keep up with all your content. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could you let everybody know where oh, to find you? Yes, absolutely. Please do. So my um, Instagram is A-M-A-A-L-N-U-U-X. It's the same on Twitter as well, on Facebook, um, Snapchat, Clubhouse. <laughs> and the only place it's different is on TikTok. Um, on TikTok, it's A-M-A-A-L dot. N U U X. <laughs> That's it. Just the dot. Awesome. Everybody, make sure you yeah. follow. And uh, what uh, what song should people listen to? What album is out right now, if any? Do you have any new releases? Ooh, you know what? Um, the project right now everybody's been loving mm -hmm. is Selfish. I just oh, oh. I just uh, dropped a video for it, so definitely check out Selfish. You'll get. You'll get it, I feel, you know. It's, it's a girl's yeah. anthem. You're going to have a Beautiful. good time. If you're a girl or like girls' anthems, <laughs> there you check go. out them all. <laughs> Selfish. That's all of us, man. <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we wish you the best on, on your journey, and thanks for Thank speaking you. with so us. Much, uh, and Appreciate hopefully next it. time we talk to you, you uh, double up your fan numbers, and you uh, sign with Warner US and Europe and Asia, and you're too busy to talk to us. But we'll still talk to you. Though. <laughs> oh my god! A never. I mean, I hope all of that happens. Never say never. But no, never. And I hope it's in person. Yeah. Actually, yes, the next I was going to say. I heard, yeah. heard your guys's. I heard your guys' studio oh, is, yeah. is beautiful. Oh. TJ was telling me about yeah. it, actually. TJ's a beautiful yes. soul. Beautiful soul. Yeah. Did you guys do... Um, you yeah, guys did an interview with, with yeah. TJ. Yeah, super yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, he was just telling Yeah, it was in this world. Oh, Dariki and I are in the same space. He's right over there. And then Anthony's just hiding. In a different space. You probably can't see my city. hands in the window. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. I love it. All that. So you guys are actually in the location. Yeah, That is so dope. Yeah. Usually we like to do it with and the four of us because the delay kind of changes things. The conversations go really different. Like, yeah, there, there's the Ricky showing up the background. <laughs> like you can is. listen with TJ. There's a lot more quips because we're right in each other's faces and we can be quick about it. And we kind of forgot yeah. what right. that's like with COVID. But yeah, hopefully you come down 
uh, and we have one of these conversations in person and we can add absolutely a bit more. and you can sing for uh, really, really. i would love things. that awesome thank you thank you for yeah. stopping by thank you for the great music and for the insight and we wish you the best oh i appreciate you all you seriously too, you have too. a good day okay. and yeah i can't wait to see this i look forward to it thank you awesome. stay safe thank you. bye great everyone questions. okay bye take care As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com Captivate today to start your free trial.